This is a presentation of Dawnforge Productions. You're listening to All Things Azeroth, Episode 696, The Looming Shadow of Beta. Today's sponsor is Audible. Get a free audiobook download at bit.ly slash ATA Reads 2020. That's bit.ly slash ATA Reads 2020. Nearly 500,000 titles to choose from for your iPod or MP3 player. Today's show is also brought to you by ExpressVPN. Protect your online activity today and find out how you can get three months free at tryexpressvpn.com slash expressata2020. That's T-R-Y-E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash expressata2020 for three months free with a one-year package. Visit tryexpressvpn.com slash expressata2020 to learn more. Finally, we are sponsored by Funko, maker of the world's broadest selections of vinyl figures, from pops to dorbs, rides to mugs, and so much more. Check them out at bit.ly slash FunkoATA. Coming to you from the exotic land known as Canada, eh? You're listening to another episode of All Things Azeroth. Now we present your awesome hosts, the always stalwart and honorable Maedros, the commander of the fell and master of demons, Death. The non-vegan meat shield, my warrior brother, Toasty. And the high priestess of the Everlight, Owie. She ain't from Canada, but it'll work. It's the internet. Just go with it. They are bringing you your news from the world of Warcraft. This is All Things Azeroth. And welcome back to All Things Azeroth, your world of Warcraft podcast. I'm your husband, Andrew. Stay with me. I have Allie. Hey, Allie. Hello. How you doing? pretty good you know we're making this more of a home which now that we had a weekend or a couple weekends and this last one wasn't quite as busy it really is feeling like home which is very refreshing so um all in all with life pretty good pretty good so we've 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 uh lost for the episode today uh one canadian however we replaced it with another canadian so you're still out, outweighed by Canadians. I'm okay with that because I really like Canadians, so it works out. All right. Well, welcome <laughs> to the show, Maggie. Hello. So uh, hey, I'm man. gonna. How you doing? I'm doing well. I'm, I'm gonna l- give you a little truth bomb. I'm half Canadian. I adopted <gasps> Canada. <sighs> I'm actually uh, from the UK. Originally born in the UK. So we're all over the oh, place. Okay. Today. Okay. Okay. So you're still not part American. So you're still not. Half for her. Okay, good. We're good. <laughs> I have not upset the balance at that point. No. No, you haven't. <laughs> if anything, you just made it more awesome. There we go. <laughs> we're we're an even more international show today. Yes. So so how how, how was your weekend? Wow, there, Ali. Pretty good. So l- last night, my days are all blended together. Yes, last night. I attempted a plus 16 motherload with some friends. The highest key I've ever done is, I think, a 12? And that was back in Legion. I've done some keys in BFA, but not as many, because I'm going to be honest. Mythic pluses as a healer stress me out big time. And so when these friends were like, hey, let's try to do our plus 15 keys for all the dungeons and get our thing. I'm like... Okay, great, yay, woo! And then they're like, this week is necrotic! <laughs> it was not a good week for Motherload and Necrotic. And um, 
we did not do it in time. I think we probably would have had maybe over by only two minutes. So we were kind of close for a 16. That's pretty good. But the last boss kind of gave us some troubles. So I think in the end, we were over by seven minutes, maybe. Yeah, that was rough. But other than that, you know, just little things. Did some islands. Did my Pandaria time walking. Because that's what I do. I do dungeons. And just kind of enjoying getting back into my raid groups and doing things in game and stuff now that the move is over and just kind of getting back into the swing of things. Uh, and what, what was your uh, wow time been like there lately, Molly? Uh, I mean, I guess I had the inverted week too, Ali. Uh, I usually do Mythic Plus a lot, but uh, today I had to like run and get a 15 done quickly so that I have that in my chest because uh, I just wasn't doing Mythic Plus this week. What I have been doing is running around doing all of these old content to try and do um, for transmog for my warrior that I just recently uh, got up, which means I think it's kind of apropos because I'm filling in for Toasty, so having a warrior just <laughs> makes sense this week. And then uh, I also got to uh, try and get mounts because I was really trying to get mounts because I am now in a what was a cold war has now heated up and I am desperate to get mounts so that I can beat Shoe Boots, who has decided <laughs> that he's going to beat me and get more mounts. But it will not happen, I tell you. Who's ahead right now? I'm ahead right now. But nice. I will not rest on my laurels, because I, I will not <laughs> underestimate Shoe Boots. He may be small of stature as a gnome, but I don't trust him. <laughs> and I can throw him pretty far. Probably. <laughs> See, I've learned in my time doing this podcast, never trust gnomes. Mm-hmm. I mean... They blew their own city. I mean, come on. Uh, yeah, yeah, but you know what? I also, this week, got to uh, be on Frasley's show... Um, uh, sorry, stories around Azeroth, and I, I gotta trust Frasley because he's such a great guy. So I, I'm I'm yes. trusting at least one gnome. Of all the gnomes, that is the gnome to trust. And so, unless you are adverse to puns, then just <laughs> avoid them. No, the the puns are just the spice of life, my friend. The spice of life. <laughs> That's one way of putting it. Do you want to share what we did in beta? I was kind of leaving that open for you. Well, yeah, yeah, I, that's another thing. Uh, this weekend, got to jump into the beta with Ali and with Toasty, uh, as well as some other people, and we went around and dived into the Maw. Um, we also, having done that and realizing that some of those creatures are almost raid bosses onto themselves, yeah. <laughs> we uh, decided to go for something a little bit more structured and... Uh, decided to do one of the dungeons, the max level dungeons, the Spire of Ascension. That was beautiful. I, yes. I loved it. Um, which also helped me because I am currently on my stream going through the entire Kyrian uh, Covenant quest. So a lot of beauty in that zone. Very happy with that. Might be something that I'm considering as a Covenant, assuming, you know, balance because... I'm sorry I'm a min-maxer in many ways, so I'm going to go with the covenant that, like, gives me the deeps. Yeah. Metros, I have to say, you might end up doing this dungeon. No. You might. 
No. <laughs> okay, so I, I gotta ask, Mentros, because I like this is my uh, first time actually on the show, and I actually you don't tell sh- me what you think. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, I'm I'm always in chat trying to like poke these questions, but I'm gonna put you on the spot here. All right. Do you do any dungeons, even leveling up? Do you do dungeons? No. Only when I twist his arm. Um, I. <laughs> There, there was absolutely a time when I loved doing dungeons. Um, I have still have some favorite dungeons, but um, the the focus on them as primary content and the seemingly incessant push by Blizzard to make people do stuff they don't really enjoy doing has robbed me of that uh, enjoyment. Um, also, I've had way too many instances where the people that I was running with were um, um, idiots, and uh, I just lost enjoyment for them. I'm sorry to hear that. Okay, listen, I know you're on the alliance, okay, but on the beta, yes, I'm on the on the good faction, yeah. On the beta, we, uh, we can jump between <laughs> factions all the time. So I, I'm willing to jump over to the Alliance. We can have a nice little fun group, right? Where you're dealing with... I mean, like, yes, I'm an idiot, but I'm an idiot that you know. So that way you get to, like, <laughs> just enjoy yourself. Go at a leisurely pace. Have none of the stress. And I think you'll find that the dungeons that are in Shadowlands are, like, are, are quite good. They are. I have absolutely no doubt you are correct there. There are a lot of good dungeons. And I'm sure they're very well designed. And I'm not going to say that I refuse to do them. I just wouldn't... In the time that I have, especially seeing as it, it feels more limited now than it has been in years past, uh, I, I would likely not choose to spend my time doing dungeons. Um... It, it, it's it, it's just not something that I would enjoy doing. But who knows? You never know what the future's going to hold. So never say never, as they say. Well, yeah. Uh, hopefully, when you try it, I can extend the arm. Uh, obviously, it'll be harder once we're out of beta and it's there's no cross-faction. But uh, that was basically my week in WoW. Obviously, was doing raiding. We've got everything on farm with my raid team. Uh, get your crit together, uh, and we've been doing Jaina runs to get the get those mounts. So that's been going three weeks, and hopefully soon we'll get the entire raid team, which has now ballooned to thirty something people. Where I feel we're gonna have to cut <laughs> <laughs> down people come Shadowlands, but it's a it's a nice problem to have. How was your week in WoW, Medros, since you obviously didn't do any dungeons or whatnot? Um, let's see, my week. Uh, I did some beta stuff um, a couple of times, like I guess Alpha, um, but not too significantly because I was really busy this week. Um, not a whole lot of game time for anything, really. Um... Yeah, like, I, I didn't even... I didn't have time to do, like, Pokemon stuff outside of, like, playing while I was working kind of stuff. So, um... Yeah, not a lot. Just, uh... You know, wandering around the Alpha a little bit. 
and then um, checking on my melts and stuff a couple of times uh, to see if there's anything I just need to do. Um, that was about it. Nothing, nothing overly exciting, unfortunately. Uh, but I'm hopeful in a couple of weeks I'll have more free time. So I, I'm hopeful that though I will lose everything that I've done so far in the beta when it launches, because I'm sure they're wiping characters at that point. Yes. Um, I will be interested to like actually copy characters over and see kind of where they're going to land. Um, like I've got, uh, I've got characters that are mid level. I'm, I'm curious, like a 45 in current game, where is it going to land in in alpha or in beta? Um, that's going to be something I'll be very curious about because there's a lot of questions about that. Like, what's the algorithm going to use for converting a character from a current level to a new level? Um, and in fact, we had, we had a question last week about that. Like, what's that going to convert to? And we're like, we don't know. Um, but hopefully we'll have that information soon. And we can give a little more in-depth and more helpful information to people who are curious where their non-maxed out characters are going to be. Yeah. Because that'd be information that would be useful to have. Um, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, not a lot of wild time for me this week. Uh, lots of house stuff and, and more house stuff and more house stuff. So, But uh, let us talk about our first sponsor. Our new sponsor is, of course, Funko. If you haven't heard of them by name, you've definitely seen their products. They make collectible vinyl figures from a bunch of other universes, from Warcraft, Overwatch, Heroes of Diablo, and even from your most other universes like Firefly, Star Trek, and Doctor Who. And I like to highly find a Funko Pop each week, and as I'm sure Ali will say, she is unsurprised <laughs> by my choice of a Funko Pop this week. It is a newly announced Funko Pop that I'm very excited and hope to get in my near, near future. It what? is, of course, another Pokemon. It's Eevee! Who doesn't love Eevee? Come on. I, I if you don't love Eevee, you're a monster. Cute. Yeah. Eevee's pretty cute. I'll give you that. And it can become so many things. What, what do you think, Manny? What do you think of Eevee? I, I, I looked at Eevee. I looked at the uh, three other evolutions from the G1, and I was just like, oh, man, like, this is how you start an addiction. Like, so cute. You got to get it. But then, but then you got to get the Vaporeon. Then you got to get the next one. And then what happens when they release Shinies or another Generations? It's like, my money. My money. Oh, please, do not, please. Okay. Anyway, from Funko, if you're listening to this podcast, he he's not always talking about there's nothing called shinies. You don't need to do anything shiny, okay? Just ignore shinies. They're shiny enough. That's fine. I cannot afford shinies at this Pokemon. Imagine Medros. Imagine if one out of every hundred that you no. get is a shiny no. with a different color. No. 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 Please, No. I can't. I, I, my 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 wallet cannot afford that. <laughs> or it could be really a convention special. Oh God! <laughs> Thanks, Frasley. I just needed that. You did. You did. Trolls. <laughs> you like uh, us sometimes. All right. Uh, well, if you want to check out this Funko and many others, go to bit.ly slash FunkoATA, check out their online shop, and use Shop 10 to save 10% on your entire purchase. That's bit.ly slash FunkoATA, and use Shop 10 to save 10%. I want to thank Funko for their support of the show. So, what is coming up this week in WoW? Well, this week, we have the Battlegrounds bonus event 
from July 21st to the 27th. We have Warlords of Draenor Time Walking, also from the 21st through the 27th. The PvP Brawl this week is Packed House. And for one day only, the Auction House Dance Party on July 22nd, which is going to be before the show is released. So if you are here in chat, Auction House Dance Party, go have some fun and get your screenshots in with your buddies. And uh, it's just, you know, a, one of those little random events that's actually kind of fun. So, and fun is important. Yes. <laughs> but for some other fun things, we have a beta that just came out last week. Yeah. So uh, anybody who wants to sign up for the beta, you can do so. Make sure that you are going to the official website, uh, opting into the beta, and then from there, your account will be flagged. Uh, this is the way Blizzard has been doing it the entire time since... I think four expansions back now. Uh, so make sure that you're doing it that way. There are going to be no exchangeable keys or codes. Um, make sure that if you are getting an email that does that, that you're not following any suspicious links. For my own personal experience, when I got into like the beta or the alpha, that was on my launcher for like a day before I actually got the email saying, hey, you're in, so check your launcher. Uh, and even if you get an email that says you're in, just go to your launcher and uh, get it through that. It's simply going to the uh, drop-down menu above the play and looking up at the various versions. So most people have like retail and classic. Well, then there is also the, uh, the beta there. And this week, they have now enabled add-ons. So people who wanted to see their meters, if that's the kind of person you are, or just having your toolbar set up so that you can play it uh, without the base UI that's now being enabled. Make sure that the add-ons are actually set up for the beta because otherwise you're going to get the LUA errors that were plaguing poor Allie this week. <laughs> yes, the cursive works. However, <laughs> here's the thing, like add-ons were just turned on, right? So these creators are still working on things and decursive works is just every time you go to use it, you get errors. If you mouse over it, you get errors. But it does the job, so it's better than nothing. <laughs> I don't know if it does the job, because it's supposed to save you clicks. But if every time you click, you also have to click the uh, error. <laughs> Are you really saving anything? My Sandy. No, because sometimes with it being new dungeons, new bosses, new whatnot, sometimes I don't know yet that there's some things that need to be decursed, which can be really tricky when you're healing. If you need to decurse something you don't know you need to decurse. So on one hand, yes, it works. And on the other hand, it's an extra click. But again, it was still better than not having it. Yeah. And as more and more uh, of the add-ons get actually tailored for the beta, we're going to see less of those LUA errors and it'll be just smooth and natural. Like butter. But yeah, that is it for signing up with the beta. I hope that everybody who wants to get in gets in. These things are coming in waves. So even if you haven't gotten in right away, there are ad uh, there are additional people being invited all the time and they're doing it uh, dynamically because it is a um, current uh, concurrent 
users that they're trying to hit to make sure that they're getting active testing. So as more people step in, test it, and then go away, more people get invited to replace those. Yeah, I need to decide if I'm actually going to stand by my original plan of um, using this expansion as a, a UI refresh for myself. Not quite sure if I'm going to stick to that or not. I mean, I do it every uh, expansion. I always suggest that you do. Sometimes add-ons that you love become uh, unsupported, and sometimes there's new stuff that you didn't know existed. If I had to plug, like, one add-on, it's Narcissus, because mm, that's a beautiful add-on. That just sounds unpleasant, though. No, no, it's great. What does it do, Manny? So Narcissus is basically... It's a replacement for your paper doll, uh, which is just your character sheet. And it not only shows it shows all your, your armor in a very beautiful way, it will give you a separate 3D model that you can do um, various pictures in if you want to take screenshots of stuff. Uh, you can also set up the, to turn up your graphics temporarily. So if you're working on a potato of a computer like me, and you want to take a beautiful screenshot of it, uh, of like a dungeon, you can use Narcissus to temporarily turn up all of your uh, settings, get, take a beautiful picture, and then turn it back down. So there's a lot of really great things that are all basically cosmetic, but are really great, including sharing your transmog. It'll create a quick little list of what your transmog is, export that to a text file that you can share with everybody else. It's a, it's a very nice add-on. Maybe I'll check, check into it. We'll see. <laughs> All I can ask is that you give it a try. Yeah. All right. So uh, there was, well, I mean, after last week, I'm sure you got to solve it. No, there, there's more interview. Uh, preached interview with uh, Ian Hesacostas. And um, yeah, more information. Um So, uh, they did go over a lot of Shadowland stuff, and it's kind of hard now at this point to see, like, what is new stuff versus what's stuff in, covered, like, five interviews ago. Um, did you guys find anything interesting that, that uh, like, struck out at you as, as important stuff from the interview? Well, I'd have to say that um, because it was more of a discussion back and forth uh, than an interview, like, yeah, you weren't seeing him digging for for new information but it was more about the design intent behind a lot of uh, a lot of things so um why covenants are such a locked in decision versus what would it be if they were more fluid and Ian made some points of like yeah if you could change your covenant and your and your soul binds and everything at a whim then there would be no choice because it would be expected of you that you would go for the best thing in any given situation. And making it more permanent makes it, makes you commit to something, makes it less expected that you are you have to be the paladin of like the retribution paladin of Venfair because that's what we need for single target. And then as soon as we go into an AoE situation, you need to go switch over to uh like Maldraxis or something. And that sort of that sort of mentality based on how permanent the decision was, was was definitely something that I hadn't thought of myself. So I thought that was very eye-opening. 
and seeing it as like, you know, basically it became developer intent versus gamer experience and, and how intent plays out with, with the, I, I'm going to call, uh, preach part of the like hardcore, um, gamer mindset. Same thing strike either, Ali? It was, you know, like, like Manny was saying, it just seeing that conversation is always interesting. And I always like when they give us a little peek behind the curtain and some of the reasoning behind certain things. One thing they do mention is that choices should have payoff. And that there has to be circumstances where your choice feels like it actually paid off. And... I like that. I, I appreciate that they're talking about a payoff from choice than a consequence of choice. Because they have talked about in the past, like, oh, your choices should have consequences. And that's not an, a rewarding way of looking at it uh, from a player's perspective. Because consequence sounds like punishment. Right. Um, and, you know, why are you trying to punish your players? Um, what the really, like, the, the content destructibility conversation was definitely very interesting to me because there have been a lot of times in the past where, um, making something destructible like a gem or an enchant or various other things that you can't switch out easily, uh has led to people feeling forced to grind stuff. And, like, even Talianus and Evatel, on their most recent episode that I saw, uh, they were like, yeah, if, if if I want that and it's going to be destroyed by having to replace it for something else for a raid fight, of course I'm going to go farm a bunch of those. And that's not compelling gameplay. Um, so... I'm glad to see they are giving consideration to that and trying to find a solution to the inevitability of that problem. Yeah, it's definitely where if you have like gear sets, people who are like, okay, this is my single target gear. They are the consequence or the payoff is that they're great in single target, but the like consequence and punishment is that in AOE, they fall behind. And so what people will do is like, yeah, they'll get one set that is uh, that is for one situation and another set that's for an another situation and they'll flip between that and that's kind of undoing that consequence where it's like okay if i want these uh, these conduits i'm going to farm this boss like five times before raid so that i have like a stack of them to throw in and it's just going to be an inventory management instead of the intended purpose so i'm glad that they're looking at that well, and something I really appreciate too is that once again we're shown we're, one something I really like is that once again we are seeing that they really are listening to feedback that they are working potentially harder than they have in the past on a new expansion to really consider what the community is saying and really making fitting changes based off of some of the constructive feedback, which it feels good. Like it feels good to be listened to and heard. Yeah. I'm very curious as well. Like how these, these conversations and these thoughts will have changed for Ian uh, 
you know, a month down the road or two months down the road or six months down the road. Because, you know, it's very, very, very rare for their thoughts and their opinions on anything specific to be exactly the same from one point to another. Because, um, I mean, their, their line of thinking and their, their methodology to their thinking is very fluid, right? Yes, this is true. So it's very curious to to me to see how there how that could uh, for it um and whether you know patch you know point two or point one five uh will see a significant change in some of these these aspects of the game hopefully um but yeah i i do like i i do like the conversational style uh rather than a question and answer type interview. Um, I, I'm just sad there's not not enough lore stuff for Allie. I mean, I don't know how important that is. Well, and Manny. I mean, if anything, Manny's better with the lore than I am, for the record. But, I mean, it does briefly, briefly mention, at least in this quick rundown of this conversation, is potential lore reasons for doing covenants and stuff. And they mentioned that, you know, they could have a narrative a different way to fit... However, they really want to do the whole soul binds or covenant system. Yeah, and anybody who's uh, gone through it, they do have these characters that you are uh, that you are meeting and co- forging these connections with. And I'm glad it, uh, that lore-wise, these are very interesting and unique characters. Whereas if they had it outside of the uh, covenant system, we would probably get like less of these like very interesting characters. That is true. Indeed. All right, let's move along, shall we? Yes, because I'm really excited about this. So we're starting to I'm see... I'm Hey, I like some lighthearted fun, and there's nothing wrong with that. I'm also very easily amused. I'm pretty sure I've said that on this show before. Just going to point that out again. Easily amused right here. Okay. So <laughs> we have been shown new one of the new world quests... Is called a flight school, Flapping Frenzy. It's basically based off of Flappy Bird, which is, you know, you got a little, it's kind of Mario themed like, you get your Flappy Bird trying to go between pipes and stuff, and it's very similar to that. It's in Northern Bastion, and you actually get a side scrolling view of it and a vehicle. And if you are in chat, I'm gonna post this picture so you can all see it. But you have to, you know, be careful with the timing of your flaps and you have to go between the braziers, which has got the blue fire, which I am a sucker for the blue fire because it looks awesome. But I am very, very excited for this world quest and it's something just fun, a little different. And yeah, um, it's probably going to be one of those things that other people hate because it's annoying or whatever, but I'm probably going to love it every single time I do it because that's just how I roll. You know what? They should make the bird pepe. <laughs> you just want to torture Toasty. I I just want there to be another world quest he refuses to do. <laughs> I like in in all reality though, it is a vehicle quest, and for some people, they absolutely hate vehicle quests. It's just not that it's just not their thing, and I totally understand that. I respect it, but I also like when you know they try to do something new, a little new, a little different. So. I'm very excited about this, if you couldn't tell. I mean, with World Quest being, like, less mandatory than ever before, 
this is the time for them to experiment and throw those in. People who don't like it can easily avoid this and never have to touch yeah. it. And yeah, it, it's fun for the, uh, those of the, us who like really do want to do something a little bit off the beaten path of like kill ten boars and collect hides. Exactly. So I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm just, I'm ridiculously excited about this. And so when I saw it, I was like, should I put this in the show notes? And I very quickly put it in the show notes. <laughs> Medros may have laughed at me. It's fine. It's fine. It's okay. I got your back. Thanks, Manny. I appreciate it. <laughs> I, I don't believe it was actually a question that I laughed at you. I actually did laugh quite loud at you. It's okay. You know, I, I'm, I'm proud of being easily amused. It makes life more enjoyable for me. All right, then. Glad right. to hear it. <laughs> but in terms of making life more enjoyable for other people, there is a new system coming out, Manny. Yes. So uh, previously, this was like strings that were data mined. But there is now a uh, new mentor system that's being uh, found in the beta. And what happens is that if your account's at good standing and you've hit max level, you can talk to a little NPC. Uh, on the horde, it's a Elia path leader because every character has the name that knows what they're going to be later on in life. And it will flag you uh, as, as a mentor. This will give you a little icon in chat uh, and people will be able to uh, come to you to get advice for like new players you can help them along tell them where things are tell them how to like go through the game and hopefully encourage these uh, these players to like along their journey to like max level so it looks pretty good right i do like the fact that it has to be an account in good standing so we're not gonna get a bunch of trolls on this yeah um i don't know what the incentive is for uh, for players to do it other than the like goodness of their own hearts and i hope that the incentive if there is one is not too strong so that people don't just do this for whatever gains that they can get yeah i agree i know i never played everquest either you play everquest i did not know medros no i know really interested in it, yeah ever i mean i never played it myself but i know um I hear a lot about EverQuest from Mike and Renata over World of Warcast, and they had a very similar system to a guide system with, you know, helping new players and that kind of thing. And people who did it, at least in EverQuest, were kind of, you know, held in high regard, is what it sounded like. And it was something that those people really took pride in being a part of. And I'm hoping that's what happens with this. I'm hoping that the people who choose to participate in the guide system are people who take pride and passion in it and really want to truly help new players, which I think is a great concept. And, you know, like you were saying, Manny, I hope we don't get a bunch of trolls doing it. Yeah. And and there are other systems in other games that are similar. I know Final Fantasy XIV has um, a commendation and mentorship system where, like, if you take up their version of a mentorship, you will queue in with um, newer players, but in doing so, you'll get like a little goodie bag at the end of the dungeon for uh, for being the guide. And I think that this is sort of a building on that dungeon guide thing where you can say, okay, I'm experienced and willing to lead, except that you'll get something small at the end of the dungeon. I think hopefully 
uh, it's along those lines because Shadowlands seems to be very new player f uh, focused, trying to make that that grind no longer 120 levels, trying to give that new island experience that shows and holds people uh, what is good in WoW and how to, pl to play. So this is just part of that push. Yeah, like, I, I, I. I... I think the, the newcomer guide system sounds like it's really interesting. Um, I don't know that I would do it because I don't enjoy trying to help people in a. I do that in job, my job. I don't know that I want to do it in life. In my in my side stuff. I just can't imagine. It sounds like you're uniquely qualified, sir. <sighs> I hate that. I hate that. I hate the truth of that statement, sir. I hate the truth of that statement. You know, oh, you could be a shining light in this uh, dark world. A high lord oh. of news. Alright, I'll just quit the game now. <laughs> Manny, I'm glad you're here. <laughs> uh, anyways. Yeah, it, it, it's an interesting system. I, I hope people enjoy it. It helps people. That's all I can say. Um, but yeah, let's, uh, let's move on to our next topic, shall we? So, uh, if you're on a, a sparsely populated realm, uh, there was a recent announcement uh, that they were going to start connecting lower population realms with higher population realms again. Um, and they have announced the first few of these to be done. Uh, so, uh, this Thursday, probably before you've actually heard this, if you're not in the live chat right now, and hi to everybody who's in the live chat, um, you will see that the Drakthul and Skywall realm, realms will join Silvermoon and Maknathal realms that are already connected, and then the Cairn and Paranold realms will join the Scenarius Realm. And they are planning more realm connections for lower population realms again in the future uh, as they analyze which ones are in most in need of such uh, attention. Um, I recall the outcry that happened uh, way back when, the first time they talked about uh, merge connection, connection, merging realms, connecting realms, whatever they want to call it. Um... I think they've handled it really well in that you still, you're, you're, you're still, you know, I'm still Medros of Argent Dawn. Uh, if there is a Medros on the connected realm that I'm on, they have their name, I have mine. We still can maintain our name, uh, but we are just all in the same area. Um, and I think introducing that after they had done uh, the connected zones where, you know, people from four or five different realms could be on the, in the same zone, depending on player level and, and activity level in the zone. Uh, I think that really helped people understand and accept what was going to happen. Um, and I'm really pleased with how it turned out. Uh, how do you guys feel about that? Uh, I'll pass this to Ali first, I guess. <laughs> I understand the frustrations of having issues with you know, the names and whatnot in the realms, but I think all in all for the sake of gameplay sake of auction houses, sake of 
population in general, I think doing things like this in the long run is a good thing. So for me, I think it's a half step. I like, I understand what they're doing. I understand the complications. I just think a lot is lost in this entire sharding um, connected realm stuff with server identity being being sort of an old school uh wow player i loved when i would recognize people on the opposite faction and be like oh my goodness that that's shadow moon prayer i've got to i've got to take her down because she keeps ganking all my friends um i like that i would come across the same random guy from one zone to the next and like there would be that sort of spark of rivalry where with all the sharding in that it will be just different people and there's no real story that's developed. I, I wish they could find a way of maybe more fully merging the servers because we've gone this far and maybe just having that differentiation on your name so that you can be like Medros of this server and there can be a Medros of another server, but you will bump into each other in Orgrimmar instead of being in your own separate little worlds. Yeah, I can see that being a good thing. But really, I'm the only real Medros. Come on, we know this. Uh, now I'm logging in and stealing Medros on a bunch of different servers. Yeah, I <laughs> I gave up when they hit 45 servers of having Medros on every server because I'm like, I gotta start deleting alts to make to 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 like avoid people stealing my names, and they're just gonna keep adding more servers because this was back in like vanilla when like everybody was playing the game, and I was just like, whatever. Yeah, jerks. I. I have never, never gotten just Manny. Uh, it's such a common name, so I'm never going to get it. When they did the event server, um, like last week, where they allowed the press to go through, that was the first time I had ever gotten just Manny as a character name. And so I, I never wanted to let it go. It's gone now, but that was my moment. So I understand holding on to a name as much as you can. Yeah, I can't get Ali anywhere. And I mean, I can get Aliandris most places, but the short just Ali. I got it on Alpha, and I was very, 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 very excited. And it's gonna be wiped pretty soon, so that makes me sad. Yeah, three-letter names make... don't happen. <laughs> yeah, I need to make a new beta characters named Ali, so I can keep on to that for as long as I possibly can. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, na- name- names are hard to get these days. Um, I mean, even on in the, in the like, in the alpha, I had a hard time getting my name. That annoyed me. I'm like, oh, really? Alpha? There's not that many people playing. I-, I feel like that's targeting me. A little bit. It's possible. You've got a lot of fans, that's all. Uh, yeah, that's what they're called, alright. Sure. <laughs> Anyways. Let's move along. So, now that we're talking about beta and BFA's coming to a close, we're getting to that time where... We- those who want to complete things need to kind of start making a plan for completing some of these things because the end is near. Because there are some things that are removed when 9.0 drops, when you know the pre-patch comes out, which pre-patch is usually uh, like a month or two before the expansion actually comes out. Again, we don't know when that is going to be yet, but we know it's going to be fall 2020. So uh, some of the bigger items that if you want these, you may want to get on it, 
is the achievements for Ahead of the Curve and Cutting Edge. So that's for Heroic Nazoth and Mythic Nazoth. Both of those come with mounts. Both of those are, both the achievements and the mounts are going away. If you are not in a raid group that's working on these things, you can join sites like Perky Pugs, or if you are EU, Horde, Race at Dragon, and they offer you chances to potentially get in and have not have to buy carry and that kind of thing, which is, I think, awesome of these people. Sweet, I can finally get them in. I, I love Friendship uh, Mount one. They've been doing this since, Yeah, Perky like, Pugs, yeah. They've been doing this for, what, like three expansions now? Beginning of... Something like Moose was the first, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, Friendship Moose, and then we had Friendship Burb, and now we have, mm-hmm. like, Friendship Dragon. Now, Medros, they may require you to still need a cloak. Yeah, otherwise you'll go insane immediately. That's, that's just... driving me crazy already. Jeez. Or you could just not be stubborn and go talk to Rathion. I mean... The other thing you could do is just say, I don't have a cloak. I'm going to go in, basically, un- unequip everything so you're so you're easy to kill, and then they know to kill you immediately. Yeah, but I, I'm told I still won't get a dragon that way, or whatever the mount is. You yeah, la- la- last I heard, you have to actually get a hit off on the Zoth. Oh. And that, I mean, that, that, I mean they could have changed that. That was back when Nylotha was first coming out. So I don't know if that's been changed, but at that point, that was the rule, is that you don't actually count as a kill if you're immediately Mike Trotton Pool. Oh, well, we gotta get you that cloak, man. <laughs> no. <laughs> but the dragon's so cool. It is a very cool dragon. And I hear you like dragons. I do like dragons that aren't in Brathion. <laughs> Anyways, some of the other things is if you want the elite PvP sets for Season 4 BFA, those will be going away during pre-patch. Brawler's Guild will be closing their doors when pre-patch hits. So if you have not done it, and if you have not gotten Bruce, which this is actually on my list to do pretty soon because Brawler's Guild is always fun. The achievements for doing... All of your plus 15 dungeons and plus 10 dungeons, the achievements, as well as the uh, mythic plus season mount awakened mind borer, those are going to go away. This has not been confirmed, but those who data mind and figure these things out, basically people outhead, <laughs> they're pretty sure that rank four essences will be going away. So if there are some of those that you're working on still, especially the Mythic Plus involved ones, the PvP cash involved ones, there's a good chance those are going away. And go ahead, Manny. I just wish those rank four essences did something other than Heart of Azeroth stuff, because it's it's not like we're taking it with us into the Shadowlands. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, of all the things that are on this list, that's low priority. Like, go get those mounts. Go do... The brawlers, yeah, kill because seriously. that you actually need help to uh, to get through to get to Bruce. So those are the things that I say push for. Yeah, definitely. I I literally just last night got my quest from Islands for my rank four Worldvine. So I was all excited about that. 
I don't actually use that essence right now, but it looks pretty cool when you do. So we do have some things that will still be obtainable after Shadowlands, but harder to get. For example, the Caravan Brutosaur, you know, the auction house long boy that everyone's working towards. Not everyone. A lot of people are working towards. It will be going away. However, once in a blue moon, it's going to make a return on the black market auction house. It's going to be way harder to get, but it'll still be there if you have insane amount of millions of gold. Because it's probably going to go above 5 million. Also, island expeditions. And I'm I am going to put feedback in the forums. I'm, I'm hoping that somehow they make it so you can solo queue island expeditions. Because there are so many mounts and pets and, and transmogs that you can get from islands. And I know not everyone likes them. I still do. And I have had bad luck with these. So... If you are still working on these mounts and pets and transmogs and whatnot from islands, you'll still be able to get them, but it's going to be harder to find people to queue up with, especially for the PvP islands. So if you are interested in that, might want to get that done as well. I can give you a little bit of hope, Allie. Uh, if you are buying those um, bags with the doubloons, those have bad luck and duplicate protection. So you will never get the same thing that you got out of it before. And that will help you get the last little few things that you need. This is very true. See, what I need to start doing is running it on two tunes. Because right now on my main, I'm saving up for some of the toys and stuff I haven't quite gotten from the vendor. Mm -hmm. So, because I already got like, I, I already got all the mounts, I think. I think I have two toys to get still. One pet, I think. And I need to get the other two pirate hats because I need all three. I gotta see what the drop rates are because if they don't increase between like you know normal heroic mythic and PvP, there you get more doubloons on mythic. Okay. I don't know about the drop rates for the mounts and stuff, but you get more of the doubloons. Yeah, because chain running to like when you have a lot of things that could drop might be good on a normal, depending on your gear levels. And then switching over to Mythic when you're at lower things might might be this a is true. system. Yes. So definitely, if you want your pets and mounts, go to Islands. It's a fun way to get them. Warfronts, again, similar thing. You're not going to be able to queue up for them if there's not enough people queuing with you. There's, in, in the Warfronts themselves, the quests and stuff for different mounts and whatnot, plus the service medals to buy the toys and heirlooms and mounts and whatnot from the vendor. So again, all that's going to be more challenging to get once Shadowlands drops because people are going to be, you know, doing Shadowlands stuff. And the achievement, two sides of every tale, where you complete the war campaign on both Horde and Alliance to get a mount. You get the Frost Claw for... Alliance and the char the blood flank charger for Horde. I'm still working on this. I need to finish it up. But that is something that you won't... I thought they were going to be taking this away. But because it's a war campaign, you're you'll still be able to do it. But again, it's just going to require you getting more people. Oh. So, yeah. That's, that's I one that I need done. to do as well. Right. Like my... Hordy is 
118, I think. And I still have a decent amount to do in the war campaign, so I need to just suck it up and do it. I just haven't, and it's not that I want to do it, because I really do, I just, you know, time. It requires time. Uh, Ali, I need to clarify something. I'm, I'm, I, I, this is the only new information to me. You want pirate hats? I know. Surprising. Shocking. Shocking information. <laughs> Shiver me timbers. Arr. I'm going to drink my rum. And there are <laughs> a couple other mounts that, again, are not going away, but it's going to be a much horrible worse drop rate after Shadowlands comes out. And that's the Glacial Tidestorm from Jaina and the Nihilotha Allseer from Mythic Nazoth. And I want both those mounts. I don't think I'm going to be able to get the Mythic Nazoth one, but Lady Jaina Proudmore's got a little fishy swoon around in there and I want it. So hopefully we'll see. <laughs> and outside of that, just really quick, the BFA raid and dungeon glories, you know, glory of the old deer raider, glory of the, this raider and that raider, all of those again, harder to do once people are busy with the challenge stuff, the server and Nazoth PVP stuff, the quest from not quest achievements from doing BFA dungeon stuff. There's just all this is going to be just harder to get. Horrific visions, there I haven't talked about taking those away yet, but I'm not sure what that's going to look like after corruption's gone and everything. But the achievements tied to those and the mounts tied to those. So again, not completely, you know, taken away, just harder to do. So just some things to think of. What are you two trying to get done before pre-patch? Well, I got to do more visions because I need the mementos so that I can buy the last of the worms because I've got um, lookalike ones, but I don't have the one that you buy for a hundred thousand corrupted mementos. Yeah. Um, beyond that... Uh, I do need to do some of the achievements to get certain mounts. Like we have, luckily my raid team has gone back and done uh, most of the raid ones, but dungeon ones I still need to do. And yeah, now that you mention it, I, I gotta like saddle up and try and get the uh, mounts from the two tails. And that needs to be done pronto. Yeah. Yeah, I think for me, Brawler's Guild will be done first, and then that will probably be done second. Plus lots of islands, and I would like to do some of those achievements, but I also know time is going to be a factor, so we'll see how that all goes. How about you, Medros? Uh, I'd like to get my gold reserves up a little more. Um, I, my gold levels are, are seriously in jeopardy at this point. But not really any like collection goals at this point. Yeah, I've, I've started uh, trying to, like, build up gold again because I realized that, one, uh, actually, by the time anybody listens to this, uh, the mount sale and pet sale is done. I actually decided to, like, throw some gold to create a token to, like, get Blizz Bucks and buy um, one of the mounts that was on sale from that. But, hey, I could buy more mounts with that or i could get the like mounts that are um the frog mounts that you can get out of nazmir i think those are pretty cool they really are <laughs> my problem is i have one of those and i'm sitting at uh, almost three hundred thousand gold 
And those frog mounts are 333,333 gold. And so Parmy's like, ooh, I could get the green one next because I really like them. But on the other hand, I feel like it would be smart for me to have money going into Shadowlands. So, yeah. Okay. <laughs> got to build up. I, when, once I got the long boy, I, I didn't want to go like to too low a sum so i've been floating around a million since and trying to like make gold and then spend gold as sort of like a hey you've made money go treat yourself thing yeah that's a good way to handle it yeah uh, one day i will have a lot of gold again one day <laughs> one day just not today i i can't wait to hear your uh, gold making schemes i'll let you know when i find them <laughs> <laughs> Uh, money. I hate money sometimes. So, uh, speaking of um, mounts, uh, and of course, running uh, running uh, people for the friendship dragon, uh, Death Mephisto is actually uh, doing giveaways from now until like the release of uh, the Shadowlands pre-release. He's actually uh, giving ahead of the curve uh, giveaways, getting people their mounts. Uh, on a weekly basis. Um, this month, he is supporting the Joyful Heart Foundation, which is a charity that uh, focuses on um, a world, creating a world free of sexual assault, domestic abuse, child ab- uh, abuse, and like that's a really great cause. And he he has been um, a staunch advocate of like autism awareness and uh, mental uh, mental health throughout that. So. It's really great to see him do, doing this. I know um, the initial charity goal was like $3,000, but he's been blowing away charity goals uh, on these like marathon streams, so I suspect that he is going to more than surpass this, and it's such a great cause, so I suggest anybody check, uh, check him out. He is always uh, streaming, and he has a Discord server as well for anybody who's interested in that. Yeah, he's he's putting in work. He's done some great stuff. Yeah, so it's good to see uh, people using their influence for good things. All right, so uh, so we like books here, right? Yes. And we like art, right? Yes. Because mm-hmm. art is awesome, and wow, art is even better. Yes. Well, there's a new book coming out. Uh, I think it comes out in. October, yeah, October, uh, and it is uh, it's 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 written by a great author, and featuring somebody that I know. One of my co-hosts has uh, um, how can I put this? An um, addiction? No, not quite the word. He's my in-game boyfriend. He's my in-game boyfriend. Yeah, that, that's just, it. That's let's it. just accept it. <laughs> just like my husband has. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so Exploring Azeroth, the Eastern Kingdoms, is an art book that's coming out, and I'm sure that somebody on the show may need to buy a couple of copies so she can, like, tear out all the pages of her boyfriend, put them on her wall. No, 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 you, you don't, you don't destroy the book like that. I do that's already have a reserved copy, it was m- part of my Christmas present from my husband, so again, he accepts how <laughs> much I like Flynn. This but is part I of the cheat list. Destroy the book. Um, yeah, <laughs> I don't really have a cheat list, but I'd put Flynn on there. That's cool. 
Unfortunately, this is coming out on October 20th, which is like my best friend's birthday, and I would feel really bad to get myself a gift on my best friend's birthday. So I'll pick <laughs> it up later. Pre-order it now. Yeah, you pre-order it now, so you're not getting yourself on your birthday. On Easy. their birthday. It's just arriving on your on their birthday. Uh, it's different. There you go. <laughs> but yes, uh, I'm really excited for this book. Uh, the art on the cover that was released, it looks amazing. Uh, we were we were kind of nerding out about all the art pieces and, and the little, different little um, aspects of, of different races of the Eastern Kingdoms here and there throughout it. Um, I cannot wait to see what's inside of it. Um, it, it it will be I'm I'm certain an amazing book. I'm re- For sure, I'm really hoping yeah. there's little uh, Easter eggs and stuff that we can find. You know, just like everybody who like theorizes about uh, about lore and stuff I, I hope that there's a bunch of stuff to just like whet our appetites on oh yes that'd be lovely but yes lo- more lore i'll take it me too all right so let's talk about something that i know Allie has been excited about <laughs> like for six days now i think <laughs> if you read her twitter you will know what we're gonna talk about here um and that is uh legendary Yes, so we have our full, li- well it's not completely, completely full, there's still some classes that have, you know, coming soon, but we are starting to see a lot of the legendary powers in Shadowlands that we will be able to obtain, and some of them are based off of what we saw in, say, Legion, for example. Me being a priest, I'm just... It's, it's, we're not going to sit here and talk about every single class. That would be a silly show. But for the priest, since that's my main, the one I am the most excited about is Zanshi, Return of the Archbish- Archbishop Benedictus for my fellow holy priest in Legion. It was the cloak that gave us the ability to, after our spirit redemption expires, you know, our angel form, after, you know, that we die... We actually get revived up to 100% health based on, you know, how much you heal during your angel form. And whether you're progressing on raid bosses or it would just be nice to have a nice battle res in case you wipe. It is such a handy cloak. And I'm sure some of these other Holy Priest ones are great. I haven't actually looked at them because I'm just that excited to get my cloak back. It makes me incredibly happy. So it's it's nice in general just to start seeing some of these legendary powers come through because I know there's a lot of people excited about being able to aim for what legendary powers we want to have crafted, which is very refreshing. What are you guys the most excited about? I know I know we already talked about priest, but I'm gonna talk about priest again. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, there is a discipline priest one, uh, crystalline reflection, which causes your shields to um, heal for like 30% of the spell power when you apply them, and then also reflect 30% of the damage that they absorb. I mean, you Ooh. use this with the with the um, the, the amp that increases your your shields by like I think 100% on cool, uh, for the cooldown, and you could have some really amazing moments of raid healing with this. I, I think it's amazing. The other one that That's I, awesome. Yeah, 
the other one that I want to talk about is actually a strange one. Uh, the Elemental Shaman has Elemental Equilibrium, which is basically when you do a fire spell, your next frost spell does extra damage. And when you do a frost spell, your next nature spell does extra damage. And when you do the nature spell, your fire spell does extra Ooh. damage. So it's a rotation of elements. But Enhancement Shaman can actually utilize this better than Elemental. So I'm wondering if they're going to uh, actually restrict this to the spec where it doesn't work if you're outside of Elemental. Um, and that's actually a strange thing because there was a another legendary back in Legion that was meant for Elemental, but Enhancement decided to use, switch out the gear ahead of a pull, and then go into a fight with a different legendary. So this is another one of those things where I'm sure Blizzard is on the lookout and will probably nerf it, but maybe they won't and maybe I'll get my goodies. That does sound like a lot of fun. Like it's, it seems like just really intriguing gameplay to me from an outsider who just has a shaman alt that I don't play often enough. It sounds really cool. I think the best, the best legendaries are the ones that alter your gameplay in the way that you want to play. Much like the, where you were saying about the like cloak legendary, where it's like, oh, I have this. Why don't I take a soak mechanic where five people are supposed to soak and just basically yeah. off myself to like reonk myself and get like extra healing because I was out of mana anyways. Like that's, those are like crisp legendaries yeah. guys. Yeah. <laughs> How about you Medros? Have you looked at the paladin stuff? Uh, I did look a little bit. Um, th there's one ability that I'm, I, I like that is coming back. I just, I'm, you guys have both done Bastion, right? Yes. Most of it. So when I say that I'm excited for Tempest of the Lightbringer, you'll know why that is 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 an up thing, but also a bit of a sad thing. Right. Right. I, I can't tell anybody else why. <laughs> but it, it's it's yeah. Um, I, I I like it, but I don't like it in, in the same tone. So. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, some really cool abilities. Um, I'm really excited for for the ability to choose them and and to to, to be able to craft the legendary you want. Uh, and we'll see if things change between you know the current version and the final version. So. I, I'm sure some of these will change. There are some really weird ones where I again when Ali and I were running around uh, this weekend where. I basically got myself into a loop where I was making like 120% of the resources that I was spending on a spell. So obviously there's some some balance changes <laughs> that need to be worked out. Just maybe. Just maybe. A little bit needs to be changed. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 there's that one priest one that was just go away. Like, just delete it. Hey now. Leave Watch the priest yourself. ones alone, man. We, we're good. We're both on the holy side. You don't need to go with it. <laughs> Yeah, We're but I'm like a, a warrior holy guy. You guys are just like clothy holy people. So hey, now our class order halls helped each other out in Legion. Yeah, the, okay. The light protects all. Don't be a what lightest? <laughs> Elightest. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> uh, all right then. <laughs> Lightest. Okay. Yep. 
that just happened. So we got one last little bit of news to talk about real quick. Like, yeah, switching gears from uh, upcoming Shadowlands to classic. Uh, we have seen some changes to crowd controlling NPCs in classic. Now, what had uh, had been happening is that ingenu- ingenuity had gotten players to learn that if they had sapped NPCs during the entire RP of the rallying cry of the Dragon Slayer, uh, the NPC would sp- spout their lines but not give the buff, which would basically be griefing an entire faction. Um, this wasn't something that you could do originally, it was something that they had changed under the hood and didn't realize that uh, this interaction would occur, so Blizzard is trying to hotfix it so that it will no longer happen when the NPCs are sapped, but uh, it, it caused a bunch of grief for, so, uh, for some people before the uh, hotfix was applied. Yeah, people like to grief once in a while in this game. I mean... How did somebody come across that? I just I gotta think that like, what are you doing where you're like I'm just gonna like sneak into the middle of the enemy faction and uh, oh no the, the the entire team just took out like Onyxia and or uh, t- took out um, Nefarian. Uh, I, I'm gonna stab this guy so he just is quiet. I, you know what? Actually, I can understand it because I have been in Dalaran when they do they look up to the sky and wanted to stab that guy so i get it i get it now (laughs) but it will be back to business as normal so i'm glad people had their fun while they could (laughs) yeah uh i mean griefers always happen i mean there there have been so many times in in the history of this game where people have like called up griefers like there's no way around them. They're always going to be there. Um, it's just the level of uh, which you... I mean, for a griefer, this is like the holy grail of griefing. The ability to grief your entire faction is like... You can't get better than that. Oh, this is ha- this had to be the enemy faction because the enemy... enemy sorry, the NPC had to be okay. hostile to you for you to be able to but do But still, affecting, like, grieving an entire faction, like trolling an entire faction, that's pretty impressive. From a cheer, like you, you got you, you got some some balls there. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's it's the next level killing the auction house NPCs. It 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 requires a certain level of malice to pull that off, and and I'm seeing uh, Chris in our chat room who's saying that people were also camping the uh, Blackwing Layer Orb and dispelling the world buffs before people could zone in. That that's Oof. cruel, man. That is cruel. Yeah. All right, well, let's move on to our second sponsor, shall we? So uh, today's show is also, also brought to you by Audible. You can get a free audiobook download at bit.ly slash atareads2020. That's bit.ly slash atareads2020. Now nearly 500,000 titles to from your iPod or MP3 player. Now, today's book is, well, this, this will be another point for Allie to force herself to not talk about I'm sure the last book she read or is currently reading, I'm not sure where, where she has in the book. Uh, but our book this week is uh, Traveler Book 3, written by one uh, Madeline Rue, um, Allie's new bestie, apparently. And uh, it's uh, it's a really good book. It's the third book of the Traveler series. 
and I, I really enjoyed the first two books. Um, I have not yet had a chance to watch or to listen to this one, uh, though it is in my in my library now, uh, and I'm very excited to get around to to reading it or listening to it, I guess. Um, but let's take a little bit of a listen to uh, Shining Blade, World of Warcraft Traveler, Book Three, Chapter One: New Shores. He had been dreaming of home, of Lakeshire, at least he thought he was. One moment, he was in his stepfather's shop, watching the forge grow red and hot. The next, he was on fire, burning up from grasping black tendrils that held his arms tight to his body. If that wasn't bad enough, Aramar Thorn saw again the twisted, cruel face of his father's killer, the most hateful man in all of Azeroth. Malice, captain of the inevitable. He growled at Aram, so close he could smell the sweat dripping off the man's brow. Aram's mother always told him that a bad person's innards would out, and the same had happened to Malice, contorting a once noble face into eyes and a mouth made only for sneering, only for contempt. He wanted the magical compass around Aram's neck, and he would stop at nothing to get it, including, it seemed, bursting into Aram's dreams uninvited. I gave you every opportunity, boy. That again is Shining Blade, World of Warcraft Traveler, Book 3, written by Madeline Rue, and aired by Roman, Roman, Roman de Ocampo. Uh, we thank Audible for sponsoring the show. All right, uh, so question of the week from last week was, what do you think of the new systems and system changes that are coming in Shadowlands? Seraphis says, you mean the system of oppression and lies? Where are the denizens of Shadowlands hiding Arthas Menethil? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, Seraphis. Uh, Frasley says, wait, they're adding Linux support? What about Chrome OS? <laughs> Which system is going away, Mac or Windows? <laughs> oh, Frasley. And then uh, a Twitter answer, we have, at this tin soldier, as long as they don't layer off each other, I'm happy. Hiding a, hiding a grind behind a grind is bad faith programming. I, I'm 100% behind you on this. So, so I guess we're going to have Allie read Manny's response to the question of the week? Since she's not answering any, any of these? I don't know what any Manny's response is. What is Manny's response? <laughs> I don't even remember what my response was. What is my response? <laughs> I did not see yours, unless I just straight up missed it. I assume there was one for Manny, but maybe he was waiting to be on the show to say his response. So, Manny, what is your response to the question of the week? Oh, man, I, I almost want to agree with Tin Soldier, but uh, in general, I'm very happy with the uh, new systems. I think that they are far more... Uh, open and more controllable. Callings being replacements for for world quests, where you can decide, hey, I want to do world quests just like normal, or I'm going to go run two dungeons to complete it rather than touch any world quest, or say, hey, I just want to go find treasures around the world and fight um, little rares. All of that can do your calling. You play the way you want, and that is player agency. Yeah. I still don't see anything Allie's reading here, but okay. How would you tell I'm, us the question for next week? I'm reading the question for next week. I was letting our guests read things. Thank you. Okay. 
<laughs> Our question of ne- for next week is one I'm really excited to see everyone's answers. What fun world quest would you add to Shadowlands? I gotta ask Medros, what what is your uh, fun world quest you'd add? Oh man, you're making me go first. Yep. That, that's just not nice. <laughs> trolls. All of, every, <laughs> okay, I, everybody out of the show is trolls. I, I'll be nice and I'll, I'll throw my answer out first. I really want those little world PvP free-for-alls to come back. I love them in Legion. They were something that you could avoid if you didn't like them, but yeah. they were just, yeah, they were interesting and fun. Even if you were just doing like the random arena thing um, that was in, what was that? That was in the drug bar area where you would drop down into a cave and you could fly up and stuff. Or if it was in Stormheim and you would be like riding bears and trying to like get your your particular mount to like face off against people. I think they were fun and interesting. I'd love to see them come back. So now Medros, I'm going to put you on the spot. Uh I I think this will come as a surprise to absolutely nobody at all. Uh but I want a world quest where you have to uh find battle pets and uh and capture them as part of a world quest but in a Pokemon Go fashion. Where you like throw the, a ball at them? Yeah, little wooden cage. or like a stone or something cage. like that. <laughs> box, throw a box at them, like, but not the same box you use to capture them. Like, you're capturing them for somebody, not for yourself, not for your collection. And it's not like you have to you don't have to battle them. You just like, just like counter them. And you throw you throw a box at them. Maybe like a one that's painted white and red. I mean, you could have blue, red, and white. You could have black, yellow, and white. Yes, but the most iconic, the most iconic one. Nobody knows what an Ultra Ball looks like, man. You're just, you'd go with the regular Pokeball. Okay, but you don't want to get copyright infringement. Like, that's (laughs) red red and black, maybe? Blue and gold? Like, Lions and Horde colors, maybe? I don't... Oh, man, if you had to, like, chase down opposite faction and throw cages at them? (laughs) <laughs> that would be that'd be interesting come back troll i have to collect you <laughs> oh my yeah just totally like yeah i want pokemon going well yeah totally i want to do a frogger i want to get on like a ghosty like marsh hopper because they're, they're just majestic beasts. I love them so much. So I want to get on one of those. It could be a ghosty one because Shadowlands is fine. And it has to, like, get to the other side and avoid, like, streams of ghosts or fire or, or something frogger-ish. And I think that would be really fun. I would love... Sorry, I'm going to throw another example out. I would love... Do it. If uh, you are in the Maw and you are forced to torture, uh, torture the developers who like made quests that you hated. And that was the minigame. <laughs> Yikes. You know what I like? Pac-Man. Pac-Man would be fun. But I don't quite know how it would work. Modified Go Lower Go? <laughs> I, I, I think the ghosts would be undead. Or Banshees, one of the two. Banshees would be good. Actually, it'd be really shitty doing it, that's all. It'd be like a top-down kind of look, you know, like, like you know, go low ago, and, or make low ago, and, uh, you know, I can, I can see it, I can see it. But yes, uh, lots of potential ideas. 
potential, a lot of potential there. All right, time for shoutouts and such. So, uh, Manny, how do people find you? So you can find me on Twitter and Twitch. That is True Villain Manny, True without the E. Uh, you can also find my own uh, World of Warcraft podcast. That's for Azeroth, along with many other podcasts over at WarcraftRadio.com. And uh, there are other things in the works which are not quite ready for announcing. So follow me on Twitter and you'll see those announcements soon. Mysterious. And and I guess one more announcement is that uh, later this week um, for Azeroth, we'll be having our own little interview with Madeline Rowe. So obviously I will be uh, sending the love from uh, Allie to your bestie. And uh, (laughs) if anybody has... She's aware of this. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, yeah, of of course, like I've listened to uh, your wonderful interview that the two of you guys did a little while back. And uh, hopefully we can like get another solid interview. It's going to be great. Uh, Allie, uh, any shoutouts from you? Well, I am going to say thank you to Manny for filling in for Toasty. It's been... So much fun having you in here, and even just in straight up in pre-show, you made me laugh harder than I've laughed in a few days, I think. So uh, thank you so much for giving up your time and coming to join us. This was a pleasure, and I'm glad to uh, actually be able to talk with you guys. It's like, you know, the three of us and, and Rathi in there, it's it's all happy family. <laughs> Manny, literally, I think Ali was going to cry when I told her I might have you on without her being here. <laughs> she, she, she she really wanted to be on when you were on. It's true. It's true. Anyways, uh, my shout out is going to go out to uh, Joe and Galvin at Group Quest, as well as Ro. Uh, we had our, uh, our In Remembrance episode of Group Quest talking about our friend Haster on Saturday. Um, I, I want to thank Joe Golden for, for continuing the show and, um, and, and pushing on beyond what, uh, beyond what was originally likely or, or, or considered as possible. Um, it, it's hard to replace the role Haster had on that show. And uh, I know that they will work hard to, Live up to the, the the show and the uh, and the fun that Hatcher brought to it. So, any shoutouts for you there, Manny? So, uh, I'm gonna give a shout out to um, Shoe Boots, who has uh, been giving me energy to like dive into WoW as we like get the twilight hours of uh, of BFA here. Um, always great to. Uh, do things with him and of course i'm going to give another shout out to toasty who uh ran around with us this weekend and like it's it's always fun to uh run with him especially since we actually got to be on the same faction for once never happens (laughs) i corrupted him to horde it's true Eh. it's true he's pretty flexible you shall join us metros you shall i'm sorry i can't do that that that's just not gonna happen. I feel like saying I'm gonna go to Torgas anytime soon. Like it's never gonna happen. <laughs> Anyways, uh, that is about it. So let's go through our outro. 
If you'd like to reach us by voicemail, call 1-785-ATA-WOW5 or 785-282-9695. You can send emails to show at allthingsazroth.com. If you like what we do here, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash allthingsaz. Join our new Battle.net group at bit.ly slash bnetata. Check out Allie's show at dungeonfables.com and Toasty's stream at twitch.tv slash toastypostycan. You can find us on Twitter at allthingsaz, at medros, at fandeth, at toastypostycan, at aliandrusk, and at donforge. And please check out the other shows from the Donforge network, including Group Quest and Shattered Soulstone. And we'll be back next week. In the meantime, take care, happy hunting, and we'll see you on the other side of Toasty's mysterious absence. Not really mysterious. It's mysterious to me. Fair enough. <laughs> this podcast is part of the Dawn Forge Network. Copyright 2020.